Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the radio. Your host, Beth Ann. And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. It is a mission, a calling, and I'm telling you what, I almost feel like I'm being drafted. We have got a lot of fixing to do in this nation. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we will have Daniel Turner with us. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we bow before you today. Once again, Father... We come to you, I pray humbly, with grateful hearts, for your love and your grace and your mercy. And Father, we ask for forgiveness. May we be a repentant people for our own personal sins as well as the sins of this nation. Father, we are in turmoil. We are in chaos. Mostly because we have turned our backs on you. Father, give us courage and boldness and wisdom that we might know exactly how to react and how to act first. How to bring this country back to you, back to common sense back to freedom and liberty that comes from you, Father. Not from a piece of paper, but from you in the hearts of men. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus for such a time as this. Amen. Kevin Sorbo quote, I'm proud to be an American. That doesn't mean I love the government, though. It actually means the opposite. Think about that for just a little bit. When Obama, he went over and he represented the United States, and who gave him permission to do that? Anyway, Obama tries to now represent America, and I'm ashamed, not of America. But we have made some very poor choices in our past, and this man is one of the biggest mistakes America has ever made, putting him as president. Not because of his skin color, I'm not a racist, but because of his hate for a nation and a way of life that he himself has learned how to prosper greatly. He's so arrogant that he thinks that it's a good trait. (laughs) He brags of his wealth. Here in front of everyone, when he was talking about climate change and the ordinances that will be necessary to save this planet, he said it won't affect him. He's too wealthy. But in a grandiose gesture and sheer conceit and haughtiness, He says the poor will need to be helped, perhaps subsidies and such. You know, he means more government dependency. He better watch out. People will start chanting to him, too. Let's go, Brandon. I love this country, just like Kevin Sorbo said. But I do not love people who want to destroy it. Obama, O'Biden, Cackling, Bitsy Kamala... 
Trees are racist. I haven't figured that one out yet. Pelosi, AOC, Carrie, Michelle. In fact, I'm more ashamed of these American haters than Michelle ever was before she was a millionaire and first lady of America. The American dream is not these people or the communist, Democrat, rhino supporter parties. That's not who the, that's not the American dream. The American dream, it was, it happened in Virginia last Tuesday. If a ragtag Americans defeated the great British armies, the modern ragtag everyday common Americans can and will defeat the haters of today. The difference is, though, they ain't wearing uniforms. It's harder to recognize. Until they speak, <laughs> then you can kind of hone in who they are. First, you recognize them by their confidence. They actually believe the majority of humans think as they do, and if they don't, well, they must be idiots. Like a teacher in the state of California. She gave a test. I'm certain there were no math questions or equations or sentence, sentence diagrams or literary questions, but one multiple choice kind of arrowed in the pointer. You, your teachers have a pointer to just exactly who the idiot truly was. Question seven. Identify a group of complete idiots. A, the KKK. B, all of Florida. C, Fox News. D, Texans. Now, I'm certain she was clueless as to why this upset a few parents. You see, like Petey Buttigieg with his racist overpasses, cackling Kamala lecturing us on racist trees, and Obama explaining he's rich and doesn't care, and the anti-nutritionist ungrateful Michelle Obama, they believe they are so correct that nobody could possibly argue with them, and if they did, they are just racist idiots. I have a new version of the test. Identify clueless idiots. After each, make a written explanation as to why they are clueless. A, those who don't know which sex they are. B, those who still believe the world will end in 10 years. C, those 38% who still approve of Biden's policies. And D, those who enjoy listening to Kamala cackle. Don't be their useful idiots as described in Rules of Radicals America. We're going to bring on poor poor Daniel. He has to follow my rants. Daniel, how are you doing today? <laughs> oh, it's, uh, that is not a rant. That is some uh, uh, expose of some truth and facts. Um, but like Obama, I'm I'm too rich to hear most of it. I was too busy counting my money. <laughs> the rest of you, we might have to just you know get you some subsidies or some help. But I'm okay. Exactly. You know, in exactly. fact, I live right by the sea, and it's not going to bother me at all. <laughs> and he would probably still talk about what a miserable country it is, the country that not only elected him president twice, a man with literally no accomplishments other than having been elected to office, um, and, and now awards him hundreds of millions of dollars. And he would probably still tell you it's a terrible, terrible place. Um, it's very bizarre how these people have... For, for, you know, all of those those folks, the the, the race crowd, the, the the gender hustling crowd, all these people who make a fortune off of their terrible ideas, all talk about how horrible of a country it is, and they're all so phenomenally rich. It's really bizarre. It really is, and it's you know I guess rich goes with racist. <laughs> they either are or they're accusing of. It, it's just it's 
it's unreal what this country is. Since you and I have known each other, things have changed or maybe been exposed drastically. Mm. I, I think been exposed. I think I think we're just waking up more and more to how bad the situation is, and there's less opportunity for the bad guys to conceal it. And I think that's the problem. I, I'm, that's we're just we're waking up to how how terrible our elected officials are, our institutions are, and and. Uh, the genie's out of the bottle, basically, and, 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 and so. It, but it is. It is. I do long for the old days. Ignorance is bliss. They say that for a reason. Yeah, I think. I think you're right, but not only now are they exposed; they're not even trying to hide anymore. I mean, this. This. Oh, I love that. I love that noise in the background. <laughs> <laughs> this, was that a that wasn't a rooster, was it? That was my rooster. Oh. They're all. I'm sitting outside because I have the best cell phone reception actually outside. Well, I love and, it. Uh, and I they're running it. all around and and they're they don't shut up. You know, a lot of my <laughs> listeners will be on the tractor or in the combines or or, or one of them called me one day. He he's a he was a uh, is I guess still a, a journalist that he's um, he wanted to. Uh, do an interview after he'd heard me on the air, and he said, first time I heard you, you know what I was doing? I said, no. He said, I was, I was cleaning my deer I just got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Country. Well, let's talk about some more, you know, what do you think about Michigan and the pipeline that Biden wants to close? And Let's get on it. We'll do that when we come back. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner. I did a really poor job of introducing the power of the future. He's a wise guy, really a wise guy, with wisdom. And we'll be right back. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty to your table. For those of you who want to display your patriot heart, set your table with liberty. The new patriotic flatware pattern by Liberty Tabletop. Your dining table sets the mood for the American family and the American dream. Liberty honors our fallen heroes, the Liberty Bell. We the people with stars and stripes are American Eagle and the Statue of Liberty. Each piece of the Liberty flatware pattern is an art with elegance, high-quality work, and high-quality 1810 stainless American steel. Each piece is unique while conveying the same patriotic message, liberty for all and we love America. Order your set now and a set as a gift for a special patriot in your life. Liberty Tabletop brings liberty home to your table. Use the promo code BethAnn and receive a discount. LibertyTabletop.com or call them 844-386-2338. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. 
The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation, our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all the is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rule America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. We have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Um, I want to talk about the Michigan pipeline, but first I want to tell you thank you for the article that you wrote. And um, he wrote an article, and it's in, uh, I think it's, uh, was it the Washington Times? Yes. Virginia is America, and America is conservative. You know, you explained some things in there about Virginia that I wasn't aware of, and I thought that was really interesting. It is mostly small-town rural. It is, yes. Well, thank you. I, I, I appreciate you giving it a shout-out. Yeah, Virginia doesn't really have any major cities. Its, it's majorest city is, is the D.C. suburbs. But Washington is not Virginia. It's its own district of Columbia, right. soon mm-hmm. to be a state if they get their way, which would be just mm-hmm. absolutely devastating, but that's mm-hmm. another conversation. Uh, but, yeah, we don't really have any major cities. And, and my, my article that I was trying to make the case is, the Terry McAuliffe campaign and the National Democrats are trying to appeal to these urban elite uh, uh, liberal voters that you find in New York or in Chicago or in Boston, and we don't really have any of those places in in in, in Virginia and even the wealthy suburbs of of Washington D.C. places like McLean and Great Falls, um, even though they may be pretty blue. A lot of them are still parents, and when you're running your campaign as parents don't have a right in it to, to know what's going on in their kids' classrooms, even those parents were like, oh, boy, I don't think you got my vote there, Terry. <laughs> so it's, it's bizarre that that was his campaign. You know, and I, I liked how you put that. I'm trying to look for that, where you put that, like the uh, like the foxhole. I'm trying to look and see how you worded that, because I thought that was so great. Um 
that parents they're not gonna they're not gonna stay partisan when it comes to their children. It's just not gonna no. happen. No, it was a paraphrase of that that line from Yeah, I'm looking for it. I've got it in front yeah. of it. It's no progressive parents when their children are the pawns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. There's, and it's there's perfect. no atheists in a foxhole and there are no progressive parents when it comes to their children. Um even if a lot of the folks in these DC suburbs work in politics and or they work in places like Google's federal office, and even though they may publicly say they support all of these things because it's corporate policy, but when it comes to their kids, oh boy, very different story. Um, and, and so it's just, it, it was bizarre to see the McAuliffe campaign running a, a national election, a Donald Trump is bad election, appealing to liberals when there may be a lot of Democrats in Virginia, like there's a lot of Democrats in America but there, are, there used to be such a thing as conservative Democrats, mm-hmm. um, and that was that is who Virginia has. We don't really have a ton of liberals because we don't have a ton of urban centers. That is, like I said, that was amazing because I had not realized that. I just saw Virginia's, you know, some of the big cities. I guess because it's so close to D.C. That's why I figured that. So, but you're absolutely right. For the most part, parents are not going to be. You know, they're going to accept a whole lot, but not when it's their children. Uh, Now, there are a few crazy parents that are, you know, they don't want to label their child male or female. There are a few of those, but that is not the majority of parents. They want what's best for their children, and uh, confusion is not what's best for their children. No, it's not. It's not. And and they also... uh, I think one of the one of the bizarre things about Virginia is the governor can only serve a four-year term and then has to take a leave. You cannot have consecutive terms, which is why Terry McAuliffe ran, had to give up the governor's mansion, and then wanted to run again. It's in the Virginia Constitution. So, and, and the argument for passing that was the governor just spends the entire first term trying to run for a re-election in the second term. And there may be some truth to that. Um, I think there probably is. Yeah, so Terry McAuliffe came back for his second term and just began bashing the state and all the things wrong with the state. And enough voters said, well, wait a second, you were governor. Your hand-picked predecessor won re-election, Governor Blackface Northam. He's Mm -hmm. been governor. And now you're coming back saying all these things are terrible about the state. Well, why didn't you fix them the first time? What, what, <laughs> you know, like it's kind of Joe Biden and, and or Nancy Pelosi. People have been there forever. Government. Exactly, all these things wrong with America. Isn't it shameful that blah blah blah? And you say, well, boy, you've been there for fifty-five years. Couldn't you have done something about it by now? But um, mm. but but if they do something, then they don't have any platform to run on. But you run on, and Republicans are just as guilty. You run on fixing things. You don't actually fix them. You just run on fixing them. And everyone gives you money. Vote for me because when I get to D.C., I will fight corruption and I will blah, blah, blah. And then they get into office and you say, hey, Senator, where is your anti-corruption bill? Or where is your anti-this bill that you were talking about? Oh, well, you see, they're much more complicated. And oh, yeah, it's always complicated. <laughs> you know, you can't ask the person over there sitting at the other table at the restaurant anything about the supply chain. They don't know anything. <laughs> no. No, and, and these 13 Republicans, many of them ran for office 
saying we needed to, you know, stop the corruption. We needed to blah, blah, blah. And then the 13 Republicans who voted for this infrastructure bill were all it's good old-fashioned, disgusting Washington politics. They were bought. They threw millions of dollars at their districts. They threw, in the case of Nicole Maliotakis from, from Staten Island, New York, who ran on the we need a Republican back in this district, uh, they threw her hundreds of millions of dollars for her district, for Staten Island and for the ferry and for this, and and she jumped on board. Heck, yeah, I want free money. And all the principles and all of the this and all of that, eh, that's gone. And, um, so, so again, you people, these, these people run for office with these wonderful platforms, but then once they get the chance to get there, the swamp takes over. Well, and as far as fixing it, they break it first. You know, it's it's a great job security. They got to break it, and then they then they campaign to fix it. You know, like the economy. I mean, and now the oil issue we've got. Um, OPEC is is the cartel, and that's that's the only hope America has. Isn't it mind-boggling that we we finally, for the first time in 2019. Uh, 2018 and 19 really, really unshackled ourselves from the OPEC cartel, and and it goes to show you the the level of deception and corruption of even the media that doesn't report this accurately. That that says, well, you know, it's a it's OPEC, it's OPEC's not doing their job, and OPEC, and no one goes back and says, well, wait a second, if we just did this ourselves, we wouldn't need OPEC, right? It's the same as everyone who started a business or everyone who grew their own food or anyone who did anything for themselves and said, you know what, if I just do it myself, I don't need to worry about whether or not this person's going to do it for me. <laughs> and America produced its own energy. And now we're back to saying, well, OPEC, they need to stand up and do their job. And um, it's it's very, it, it's it's shockingly un-American. Uh, it, it's, it's, the, it's cowardice of, of, of other countries. Um, and what I mean by that is it's, it's in our DNA. It's what countries hate about America and Americans. But what we love about ourselves and our country is we have never once looked at the world at a situation, at a crisis, whether it's a war, whether it's famine, whether it's an earthquake. We've never looked at any horrible situation and said, oh, boy, there's nothing we can do. We, we have stepped up and we have fixed it. And for the Secretary of Energy, for Jennifer Granholm to say, I wish I had a magic wand. I don't know what to do. That, <laughs> the journalist should have said, you know, Trump had that magic wand. Why aren't you guys yeah. asking for it? Yeah, Obama was going to wave a magic wand also to create all those blue-collar jobs, right? Millions of jobs that were created in, in 17 and 18 and 19. Um, so, so they love to have these magic wand scenarios because they're just weak, ineffective leaders, and, and they want someone else to, to lead for them. Um, they, they, have, need to, they need to read the book. It was one of my favorites when I was a little girl, The Little Red Hen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, America is the little red hen. We will do it. We will bake the bread. We will make the bread. We will, we will take it from the beginning to the end. And those who don't want to participate, they go hungry. Yeah. Now, that's, that sounds cruel, and I don't mean that, you know, broadly. But no, St. Paul meant it literally when he said, those who don't work, don't eat. <laughs> and that's the way it is. And now we've got Biden <laughs> wanting to give anybody who, 
who lost their child <laughs> that's an illegal alien from Trump's administration. They literally gave up their child, and they did it on purpose. 400 you know, almost a half a million dollars. What about the Americans who lost their children because of MS-13 gang or or some drunk driver that was an illegal alien? There's no there's no sympathy for America. No, no, there isn't. Um, and and again, this is the problem with this group of of individuals. Whether it and it really started with Barack Obama. There's an awful lot of Republicans who think this way, because and it continues to divide them. Yep, it continues through the Biden administration, this, this sense of genuine lack of leadership and of vision and of courage that they are unable to look at a situation and say, I am going to fix this. They would prefer to take a step back and be helpless victims. <laughs> and break it even more. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Daniel Turner of Power of the Future. And we'll be right back. We have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Daniel, I've kind of been occupying our conversation. I apologize for that. I did want to ask you about the pipeline in Michigan. It seems so, uh, I, I've got to be careful of my choice of words, mm-hmm. ignorant to want to close down a pipeline right now when we are in trouble with um, oil and fuel and we're heading into winter. Um, he's turning it over to the Corps of Engineer. We don't trust the Corps of Engineer here in, in the state of Missouri. We, we've seen too many things the Corps of Engineer have done, um, politically. But anyway, I was going to ask you about that and, and because I know you've, you've studied a little bit more than me. Yeah, and the, the reason why they've turned it over to the Army Corps of Engineers is because, uh, since it is technically a, a, a part of the military, uh, they're under orders. And so you can get the results you want when you order them to come up with the results the, that you want. <laughs> exactly. And then they will all, like good soldiers, fall in line and take the blame. Um, so they've done this, for example, with uh, with uh, Pebble Mine in Alaska. Wow, we, we were all in favor, but the Army Corps of Engineers said we can't go forward. Um, so that is why they've turned it over to the Army Corps of Engineers. This is a pipeline that's been in existence for almost 60 years. And, it and has, now it's a problem. It has never had any problems whatsoever. And if you read news reports, they will say in 2015, there was an oil leak that released 5,000 gallons of oil. Uh, and you say, but that wasn't line five. So, so what is, what's the relationship here? It's, it's like saying, you know, well, I'm going to marry this guy. It's like, well, you know, I have a friend who married a guy and he was really terrible. It's like, well, okay, but different guy. Right, so <laughs> you can't necessarily <laughs> apply that analogy, um, and that's what they're doing. They're just finding random pipeline incidents, and of course there are sometimes pipeline incidents yes, because are. we have to live in this world, um, and this world is, is is never going to be perfect. The, the problem with the environmental left is that they're that they have this idea in their head that that cannot ever come into fruition. And that is what they are implementing. We're going to have green technology because it has no emissions. Well, it doesn't work. It doesn't matter. And the idea of it, you know what it looks like? It's like the friend that you know who's perpetually single 
because the person in their head they haven't found and the perfect well, the person. person in your head that that person doesn't exist um and and so you keep looking for that person and be miserable in the meantime and that kind of is the left isn't it they're perpetually miserable mm. because the thing they have in their head has never come into come to fruition it, you know i think that's absolutely true but they can't have what they want without fossil fuel it's just mm-hmm. not going to happen no, and and this pipeline, there there are many ways to to discuss what the, the the ramifications of this, and of course there are economic, and there are national security. Um, but I have yet to see a journalist ask about the enormous second slap in the face to our Canadian allies because mm. the Keystone Pipeline was a relationship with Canada, one. and now this one, and in both of these cases. Companies went through all of the necessary loopholes and hurdles and, and compliance and environmental impact studies. They did everything right. And then at the last minute for politics, someone gets to say, oh, I've decided otherwise. And, and that sets a terrible precedent for a government that is not a government of laws and a government of, of, of truth, but it's a government of just political Whims, and, and I'm sure many of your wonderful listeners have dealt with that in their own personal situations. They're trying to do something on their farm. They're trying to do something for their house. They go through all the permitting, and then there's just one person who says, no, denied. And you say, well, then what's the purpose of all of these permitting processes? What's mm. the purpose of going through all the compliance and all the, eh, if just one person gets to determine otherwise? Um, it's not how our country has worked but it is becoming how our country works now, and that's that's the cause of an awful lot of unrest, and it's going to get much worse until things go back to the way they were. You know, we've seen that in the animal rights activist uh, groups. They will go after, say, a pet breeder or an animal uh, in the animal industry, and they will go after them with some kind of lie or something that they've set up, and then this person who has gone through, jumped through all the hoops, been licensed by the state, had the state inspection, just recently had the state inspection, mm-hmm. and the judge won't look at it. Yeah. So they pay all this, and it does no good. And these activists can come in and totally ruin your livelihood. Yeah. And, and, and that's what's going to happen in this Line 5 case. And, of course, um, they will close it down. The fact that they've even admitted that they're having the Army Corps of Engineers look at it and means the answer is they want it shut down. Um, so, so what will happen now to the roughly 550,000 barrels of oil that come right now through the pipeline? They'll find another way. Goods will always get to market, but it will just be slower. It will be more expensive. And in the case of fossil fuels, it will be more environmentally uh, impactful, right? If they have to put it on a train, if they have to put it in, in trucks and tankers, um, pipelines are by far the greenest and the safest way. Just as a reminder to your wonderful audience, and since they forgot, the, the railroad conglomerate that ships oil around the country is owned by Berkshire Hathaway, and Berkshire Hathaway is owned by Warren Buffett primarily, and Warren Buffett gave over $10 million to Biden and to Biden's super PACs. So if people think this is about the environment or about climate change, 
That's a bunch of lies. This is about the fact that a guy who owns bigger railroad contracts wants more of them. And this is this is the nature of business. It's the same as Jeff Bezos, who has his Washington Post write article after article about how we can't open up stores, and then everyone buys things on Amazon. And Jeff Bezos made $80 billion during the pandemic. $80 billion. That is more GDP than most African countries. And he made it personally last year because government decided you needed to use Amazon and not go to Beth Ann's grocer down the block. She had a close because that was what government decided. And it's the same with these railroad contracts. This is the disgusting con- – and this is where the Republicans have been extremely guilty of this in the past. Oh, yeah. The relationship of big business and big government is an awful relationship. Well, and how many – and this is talk, talk, a different subject, and I don't want to really go there, but just to make a point, how many of them – Rhinos included, Republicans and Democrats as well, have invested in Pfizer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Many. Yeah. It's just unreal. But, you know, I got an article on on the good note, since we're not going to go down that road anyway. But on a good note, um, State Farm is not going to go woke. They are standing by Aaron Rodgers. I thought that was interesting. Although they said that they don't really agree with everything he said, they're going to stand by him because he has the right to say it. And he has the right to make his own choices. What year is this? I know. I mean, this is State Farm. Wow. (laughs) They truly are a good neighbor. (laughs) They are. And you know what? I do believe my entire family. Unless tomorrow they have to retract. You know, tomorrow they may have to retract. But today. Maybe if you own a state farm, you should call your local agent and send them a note to say thanks for standing by that. Because that that was the way we used to do things. Hey, look, I disagree with it, but oh well. Yeah. And, and this is, this is what on. they said. Aaron Rodgers has been a great ambassador for our company for such for much of the past decade. We don't support some of the statements that he has made, but we respect his right to have his own personal point of view. We recognize our customers, employees, agents, and brand ambassadors come from all walks of life with differing viewpoints on many issues. Our mission at State Farm is to support safer, stronger communities. To that end, we encourage vaccinations, but respect everyone's right to make a choice based on their personal circumstances. I, I cannot believe I am hearing that. Who's on Twitter? That's incredible. It is. Well, it is. And I'm going to give the article I got is from Todd Starn. So, uh, but that was on Twitter, and that was coming from a spokesperson of State Farm. That's amazing. It, it, it's hopeful. State Farm, good for them. It is Amen. Yeah, and I, I, I encourage every, all the listeners to do exactly what Daniel said. Call State Farm and tell them thank you for standing up for choice and freedom. Here's music. We're headed into a break. We'll come back. We'll be in the final segment of today's show with Daniel Turner and Beth Ann. We'll be right back. Have you heard about Vine to Bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. 
gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled, and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's Vine to Bar Chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar Chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Subpar immune system throughout the world is probably the reason COVID-19 secured such a foothold on the population. Strong immune systems help prevent sickness. If you have a weak immune system, you might consider using Immuno 150. It was formulated to strengthen immune system. Immuno 150 contains 70 plant-derived minerals and 80 other nutrients. Go to your computer and visit immuno150.com. That's I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com. If you don't have a computer, call 888-316-2224 for mailed information. Prepare to be surprised because Immuno 150 is effective and produces results. I urge you to try Immuno 150 if you want to improve your immune system. For more information, visit the website Immuno150.com or call 888-316-2224, 888-316-2224, Hi, this is Beth Ann. The inventor and CEO of MyPillow is always looking for ways to solve everyday problems. Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt so soft in the store, but then when you got it home and tried to use it, it wasn't absorbent at all? That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually will dry you. They're debuting the MyPillow six-piece towel set that includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can buy one and get one free with the promo code BETHAMP. Go to MyPillow.com now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty with their 60-day money-back guarantee. To get your buy one, get one free MyPillow towel set, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code BETHAMP, or call at 1-800-978-6168. That's MyPillow.com, and the promo code is Bethann. Friends, I want to talk to you very frankly about the increasing civil unrest we're seeing these days. You can't turn on the news without hearing about more riots, violence, looting, killing, lawlessness, and mayhem. Sadly, I think the worst is yet to come, and the crescendo will be quite painful. However, I want to focus your attention on what you can do to survive. Priority one in times like these is to make sure you have enough food to eat. If you know me, you know I fully endorse My Patriot Supply. They're the only source I personally use and trust to get through the tough times ahead. Right now, you can save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply kit of delicious, nutritious meals the whole family will love. Go to preparewithbethann.com to get your food kits today. The future is so uncertain. I urge you to go to preparewithbethann.com and get ready now. That's preparewithbethann.com.
Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I've, I've got a little riddle for you. Oh, boy. <laughs> I wouldn't know it if Rudy hadn't handed it to me, so I'm just going to be real honest. On this day, but I expect you to know it, on this day in 1906, Theodore Roosevelt became the first sitting president to travel abroad while in office, and he visited a specific country for a specific reason. Which country was it? He went to uh, figure out why the Panama Canal was taking so long, and he wanted to inspect it himself. <laughs> I knew you'd get it right. Panama, to inspect the construction of the Panama Canal. Bully boy. <laughs> I think that made everyone nervous there in Panama when they said the president is on his way to check out what why things are going slowly. So <laughs> They picked up those shovels and got to moving, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's something I've never learned how to do. <laughs> I cannot run a shovel. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say digging canals. I was going to say many. Well, I haven't dug too many canals because I can't run a shovel. But <laughs> many people would struggle building a lock system. But you're not alone in that company, Batman. You remember about fifteen or twenty years, maybe even less. Maybe I think it was during the Bush administration. MSNBC ran a series of commercials, the promos for their show, and it had Maddow and Matthews and all of them in front of great American monuments, the, the Hoover Dam and wow. Erie Canal. And they would say, we used to build great things in America. It was when Obama was trying to push his green jobs and building America, kind of like Build Back Better. And we used to build great things in this country and, and bridges and, and dams and tunnels and and um, what makes me think of this is the Panama Canal. And yeah. I thought, you know, Democrats used to try to profess that. But if you tried to build anything remotely like the Panama Canal, you'd be held up in court. You can't, we can't even build a 600-mile pipeline. <laughs> you'd be, be a racist. I'm sure there's something racist about it. Oh, and, of course, absolutely. then Clinton got, you know, he sold it. it. This stuff is crazy. But I was thinking the difference of Theodore Roosevelt Biden today, we're talking about this man that takes charge and a man that, you know, they're making all kinds of claims of uh, bodily sounds coming out of him when he's talking to dignitaries. It's just ridiculous what's going on. And it's humiliating to this country that is so great. The people deserve so much better than what the Democrat Party and the rhinos are feeding us. And it's time that we stood up and said bully, bully, just like, you know, he is the one that said bully, bully, isn't he? He is, he is. And and, there, and it's going back to what I was saying earlier with, with Jennifer Granholm, it is in the great right. tradition of American leaders uh, of, of the take charge of we will fix this, we will solve it, we will get it done, a can-do attitude. And we have an administration, and it really is a continuation of Obama, we have an administration that professes this lead from behind, and oh boy, I mean, I don't have a magic wand. There's nothing I can do, and it's a lot more complicated than we thought. And and for Biden to look at what's happening in the world and for his administration and say, oh boy, supply chain, uh, what are we supposed to do? And oil prices, oh boy, it's uh, OPEC, what are we supposed to do? And even this vaccine, and oh, oh boy, COVID, it's... Oh, it's the problem. It's the unvaccinated's fault. Everything is someone else's fault. Everyone, everything is some other problem. 
and they're just passive, helpless victims. And there, there's a real lack of this grit to say, what's the problem? Send me in. I will get it fixed. Right? You know, like, America is... It doesn't take a magic wand. It takes Americans willing to roll up their sleeves and get to work. And most of Americans are willing to do that. We have some that aren't, but most Americans are willing to do it. And the parents that were standing up for their children, they did a brave thing. And uh, Dr. Dobson wrote a book years ago called Parenting Isn't for Cowards. And it's not. And America isn't a home of cowards or lazy people. No. You know, no, I, can't, I can't run a shovel, but it's not because I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's a huge problem I have, and this is not a lawyer joke, and I'm not knocking any of your listeners who are uh, lawyers, but it is a huge problem I have with the lawyer class that is in this administration. And, amen. Um, they're, amen. They're clearly very smart, and they're gifted, and they, and they know their profession, and it, we do need lawyers in, in this world. Um but Jennifer Granholm was a lawyer, right? She was attorney general. She was a, a lawyer who ran for attorney general, who ran for governor, and now is the secretary of energy. Pete Buttigieg was a lawyer, who's the secretary <laughs> of transportation. Javier Becerra was a lawyer who ran for Congress, who's now the head of HHS, which is so big. Medicare, Medicaid, the entire health department. Um, um, I forget her name. That's how little I think of this person. Uh, is the Secretary of Commerce, was a lawyer. We just have an administration full of people who have litigated and sued and legalized their way into power, but have never once gotten their hand dirty. But Javier Becerra has never really been in the medical world. Pete Buttigieg has never really been in transportation. Jennifer Granholm really knows nothing about energy, but because they've lawyered their way into the position, they now make decisions and it's exactly because of that reason that I started Power of the Future, because these decision makers are clueless. They make decisions on emotions, yeah, not on facts, not on needs, not on, on what's best for this country, not on experience. They make it on emotions and uh, and agendas. And like you said, you know, who's got the money? That's who's going to make the decisions. Yeah. Yeah, when, when when the CDC announced that they changed their prescriptions based upon a recommendation from the teachers' unions, you said, well, then it's not about disease control. It's about it's the center for political expediency of the Democrat Party. Right? This has nothing to do with science. This has something to do with you don't want to anger the teachers' unions, which is the biggest union in the country probably, or the most powerful. Um, that's that's... I, I, I miss, I long for the days when people had their hands actually dirty. And I think that more and more now that I have my, my, my farm here and I'm getting my hands dirty on a daily basis, it does change your, and it feels your good, perspective. Yeah. And it does. And you, mm -hmm. and you, you have less respect for people who have never had their hands dirty. Who want to tell you how to live your life? Who want to tell you what needs to happen? Barack Obama. Yeah. Telling me, telling us what we need to sacrifice for climate change. Uh, a person who, who, you know, has no idea. Did you see California recently has banned the small combustion engine of all gardening equipment? Weed whackers, leaf blowers, lawn mowers, 
riding lawnmowers uh, starting in the year 2024. No longer are they allowed to be gas or combustion engine. They have to be electric. Doesn't matter that they're four times the price. Doesn't matter that they don't last nearly as long. Ask anyone who's weed whacked the fence line how much longer gas lasts than electric. The people who passed that law have probably never held a leaf blower or a weed whacker in their life. They don't do their fence lines on their property. We need to give them a sickle and send them out to the middle of Missouri. Tell them, clear this fence line. (laughs) Exactly. I hear the music. Daniel, it's been a pleasure as always. And thank Thank you you so much for all that you do. And uh, Let's uh, just keep praying that this nation will wake up and the people in Michigan need to wake up and save that pipeline if at all possible. Thank you. God bless you and we'll see you on Friday. You listening you've been listening to CSC Talk Radio with Beth Ann and Daniel Turner has been our guest today with Power of the Future, working together to bring America home. I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate, and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch, and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads, a divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is, again, the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com to begin that restoration.